Welcome back to the Mike and Andrew Show. I'm Andrew Serwick here again with Mike Meredith. Mike, how are you doing this evening? Pretty good, man. Another fine Thursday evening. Yes, sir. Let's get right into it, man. We got a lot to talk about, but first we're going to talk about some NFL. Right now, about about to kick off in about uh, 15 minutes from us, we got the Jags and the Saints playing. Uh, Jacksonville is a two-and-a-half-point underdog in this one. Uh, so, um, yeah, very interesting game. I think Jacksonville will, uh, will end up actually winning this one. I know they're not favored, but, you know, I, I think Jacksonville just overall, they have a better team. I know Trevor Lawrence is a little banged up, which is never a good thing for, uh, that you want out of your quarterback, but I just don't trust the Saints defense at all. So I'm going to go with Jacksonville in this one. Yeah, I think so as well. I'm going to go with Jacksonville. Yeah, I'm shocked they're not favoring this. I mean, um, definitely got the better team. But like you said, Lawrence is dealing with some stuff. But I just trust Jacksonville more right now to win on the road than I do New Orleans to win. So I'm going to go with Jacksonville. And let's make something perfectly clear here. It's not like both these teams are world beaters, and it's not like Jacksonville's, you know, this elite-level team. But they, they do have the better team, just slightly, though. But, you know, they're, they're dealing with some injuries, and Saints are at home, so maybe that gives them a slight advantage. But I don't know. But, yeah, I think Jags win this one. Uh, Lions go on the road to Baltimore. Baltimore is a three-point favorite in this one. Um, but here's the thing. Baltimore is just coming back from London this week. So their their bodies have been thrown off with that. They're still dealing with a lot of things, a lot of injuries. Um, but their defense is really, really good still. Um, so I'd be interested to see just how well Lions offense performs. I do think Lions are going to win this one. Uh, but I think this is going to be a very, very close game. I don't trust Lamar at all still, but I, I just think that, the Ravens' defense is really good, so this is this might be the first real test of uh of, of the Lions' offense this year. Yeah, I think the Lions uh, are going to take this one as well. I'm I'm rolling with them. It's going to be really close. Again, I could see this game going to overtime or even you know just a game-winning drive by the Lions. It's going to be a close game for sure. Uh, definitely their toughest test since Seattle. Um, so we'll see how they uh, how they can compare again with uh, Baltimore coming back from London and uh, Detroit men, seeing if they can keep it rolling. Yeah, I, th- I think uh, you know, just you know, if, if Detroit can keep it rolling, do what they've been doing, you know, they they could win this game very easily. But you know, the Ravens' defense is really good, and you know, they're still dealing with you know that that travel, but. Yeah, this is going to be a very close game. Very good game, I think. Uh, the Browns go into Indianapolis. They're a three-point favorite in this one. Uh, the Colts did not play very well last week. Um, the Browns' defense has been really, really good so far this year. They're, they're definitely a top-five defense. Um, I, I am going to take the Browns in this one. They they have the they have the better team all around, I think. Um, I, you know, Gardner Minshew, he's a decent enough backup to, you know, be able to do something still. But without Anthony Richardson, I think the Colts' offense is in big trouble. So I'm going to take Cleveland in this one, especially just considering how good their defense is, and they're coming off a bye week. So I think that this is a very close game. Uh, I think Indiana, 
Indianapolis uh, puts up a solid fight against Cleveland, but I think Cleveland's going to take this one. Yeah, Anthony Richardson's out for the season now. They've confirmed his uh, surgery here, so Gardner Minshew for the rest of the year. So we'll see how he does. Um, yeah, Cleveland, you know, coming off that huge win against the uh, 49ers, so we'll have to see how they can uh, keep going. But man, that's that's got to be big. Yeah, it's it's gonna be interesting for sure. But um, yeah. Uh... I think Cleveland wins this one. Uh, Bills go; uh, they're on the road against New England. Uh, they're favored by eight and a half in this one. Um, look, the Patriots have been awful on both sides of the ball. Mac Jones is fucking horrible. Uh, their defense is really bad, and the Bills, while they have struggled in some games, you know, I, I think they obviously have a much better team. Uh, so yeah, I'm going with the Bills in this one. I think they cover as well. Patriots about to go one and six, man. Who would have thought we'd see the the day finally? The Bills, I mean, unless something crazy happens, they're gonna win this game. Uh they just got such a better team than the Patriots. They are awful. Yeah, they they really are just horrible. Um this year and yeah, there's, there's just I, I think the Bills just are gonna really blow them out in this one. Uh, the Giants host the Commanders. Uh, Washington favored by two and a half in this one. Um, look, this is this is gonna be a really gritty game. I think you know the Commanders are you know they're just an, an average team. They're not anything special. Um, the Giants have been really really bad. They did keep it kind of close with Buffalo. Uh, this past week, but man, I just, I don't know what is, is, is like what, what to pick here because I, I can't really trust the commanders to win games that they should. Um, but you know, I can trust them to at least come close to winning games that they shouldn't. Uh, but I'm going to go with the commanders here. Um, I, I think they do have, you know, just a slightly better team, but Man, I, I don't know, man. The Giants at home and the Commanders aren't really a trustworthy team. I could see the Giants winning this one. Yeah, the Commanders are always up and down, but I got to take them over the Giants. I mean, Giants just, I think they have, you know, a bigger chance of not doing anything on either side of the ball. The Commanders at least can maybe score a little bit and play a little bit of defense, so... I'll take the Commanders in this one. Uh, the Bears host the Raiders. Vegas is favored by two and a half here. Uh, but no Jimmy G this week. So, um, you, you know, you're, I, I don't know who's going to be in at quarterback um, for the Raiders. But, you know, their, their defense is pretty decent. And obviously Justin Fields is just, you know, the worst quarterback in the league right now. Um, the Bears' offensive line is shit. Their defense is shit. I, I I'm gonna take the Raiders in this one, even without Jimmy G. I still think they could pull this off. Yeah, I'm gonna go with the Raiders as well. Um, I do think that the game will be closer, and not just because Jimmy G's out, but just the Raiders are also not that great themselves. But uh, Max Crosby will get after uh, Justin Fields this game. You know, Justin Fields is not gonna be able to. Uh, have a lot of success being pressured. 
because you know that offensive line is horrible as well. So I don't think they're going to be able to stop them. So I think that makes up the difference for um, the Raiders maybe not being as strong on offense this game. Defense will come out and uh, the Bears' offense will just fold. So I'm going to go with the Raiders. Tampa Bay hosts Atlanta. Tampa Bay is a two and a half point favorite in this one. Uh, look, the the Falcons' offense is horrible. The Buccaneers' defense is uh, is really good. Their offense is going to obviously want to be looking to bounce back after a tough loss, being held only to six points against the Lions last week. So yeah, I, I'm going to take the Bucks in this one. I think everything, you know, they're at home. They're the better team on paper by a long shot. They have a competent QB, and and you know they're looking to bounce back. I t- I'm taking the Bucks in this one. Yeah, I think I'm going to go with Tampa Bay as well. The Falcons, I was about higher on them at the start of the year compared to now. We're sort of, you know, at like that quarter or you know almost the halfway mark coming up soon. Definitely not as high on them anymore. I think that uh, Desmond Shitterman is an awful QB, bottom five in the league. Baker's okay. I mean, didn't too too well last week, but uh, we'll see how he does. That Tampa defense, though, is just going to really be problems for Atlanta. So I think that Tampa will win this one. And, and and the thing is, too, is that the, the Tampa defense likes to blitz a lot, and Atlanta's offensive line is not very good against blitzing. I mean, they're not even good against, you know, just, just a four-man rush. And, and Desmond Ritter under pressure is fucking horrible. So, yeah, I, I think the Bucks are definitely going to uh, to win this one by quite a bit. Uh, the Rams host the Steelers. Rams are only favored by three in this one, oddly enough. Um I'm going to take the Rams here. I think they more than cover. Uh, you know, their defense has a lot of questions, but so does the Steelers. Uh, but the Rams' offense is just a lot more explosive, especially now with Cooper Cup being back. Um, and, and he had a really big game this past week. Stafford's been playing very well. So I think, yeah, I think the Rams are going to win this one. I think they cover as well. Yeah, I'm going with the Rams to cover as well. Um, Steelers, they just don't have any offense i mean i know the rams defense hasn't been that crazy this year but you know matt canada has been in the news that you know he's been not well looked upon in pittsburgh kenny pickett's not great i think that Stafford and cup and that offense is just gonna be too much for the steelers to handle yeah i i just their their defense is not very good and yeah i can't trust kenny pickett either in 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 you know, tough games like this. I know the Rams' defense isn't that great either, but their their offense is a lot better than uh, than Pittsburgh's. So I think that's what it's going to come down to. Uh, Seattle hosts Arizona. They're an eight point favorite in this one. Um, I'm picking a lot of favorites this week, man. But it's just, it's just it makes sense to uh, the Seahawks. I think are going to win this one. The the Cardinals are fucking horrible. They're they're not as bad as the Bears, I think, but they're they're damn close and yeah you know Seattle's offense is is very productive uh so yeah I, I think the Seahawks definitely win this one yeah so we have agreed so far on every pick and I think you know it's gotta continue I mean 
I can't pick the Cardinals, man. I mean, I don't have any faith in them winning, so I think Seattle wins this one. Uh, I think they'll bounce back after that loss to Cincinnati. Yeah, it, it, it's, I think, a bounce-back week for Seattle as well. Uh, Denver hosts the Packers. Packers are favored by one in this one. Um, you know, I, I can't trust the Broncos' defense, but I can't trust the Packers' defense. Jordan Love is ass. Russ is washed. They're like, like This is going to be a very, very low-scoring game, I think. I mean, this this is just two really bad teams, really bad defenses with really bad offenses. The over-under, for some reason, is 45. I don't think we're even going to get close to that. Um, but I'm actually going to pick Denver to win this one. Uh, you know, I know the the Broncos are a big meme, especially after getting put, uh, having seventy put on them by Miami. But I, I just Road Jordan Love is really bad, and and you know I, I think the Broncos are are you know they have the home field advantage, so I think that's really the only advantage anyone has in this game because you know both teams are just so bad. Yeah. Um... I think though I am gonna go with the Packers on this one. I just I can't pick the Broncos, man. I'll trust Road Jordan Love over Washed Rush any day, man. Uh, especially because Russ has been this ways for two years now. It's like, yeah, I can't trust the Broncos. Um, they are at home, so that'll give them some advantage there. But I'm gonna go with the Packers on this one. Yeah, and uh, look, I, I I can see the Packers easily winning this one, but. I just, I I don't know, man. I can't. I just really cannot trust Road Jordan Love at all. Uh, Chiefs are hosting the Chargers. They're five and a half point favorite in this one, and well, five point favorites. That's the devil's number. I'm gonna roll with the Chargers in this one. Their defense is really good. Something's just not right with the Chiefs' offense. Um, Patrick Mahomes just he's not been able to connect really at all this year. And and he's not making those spectacular plays against really bad defenses. So yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with the Chargers in this one. They have a really good defense. Their offense outside of Herbert isn't the greatest, but I, I think I think the Chargers are gonna pull up a big upset this week. Man, I gotta disagree with you, man. I don't. I can't put no faith in the, in the Chargers, man. Um, I'm going the Chiefs here. Just the Chargers. They don't win the the games they should. They don't win the games that um, are big big games like prime time against big teams. They just fold under that pressure every time. So I think that they have a good chance of winning this one uh, and being upset. But I think that they're going to find a way to to squander it. So I'm going to go with the Chiefs. Look, I I just something just is not right with Kansas City right now. I don't even think they're. They're the a top three team in the AFC right now. That's just how bad their offense really has looked so far to start the year. Uh, just low scoring against really bad defenses. So, I, I mean, outside of Chicago, they they haven't gone over thirty points. So, I mean, it, it's just something's not right, and I don't know what it is. So, I, I think the Chargers with their really good defense could pull off this upset. Uh, Sunday night, Eagles host the Dolphins. Philly's favored by two and a half. Um, I'm going with another upset here. I think the Dolphins are going to win. Um, you know, things have not looked well for Philly the last three weeks now. They just lost to the Jets, granted on some very bad play calling. But that's a game that, you know, if your offense is that good, you know, and your defense is good enough, 
you should be blowing out the Jets, but the Jets were in it. Yes, I know the Jets have a really, really good defense, but, you know, their offense is so bad, and you allowed them to even be within sniffing distance of you. So, I just, I don't know. I think the Dolphins are going to win this one. Their offense is, is explosive, but they haven't performed that well on the road, so maybe that's the one thing holding me back from picking them, but I'm still going to take the Dolphins. Yeah, I think I'm going to go with the Dolphins too. Um, I know the Eagles are at home, so, you know, that helps them in this, you know, big heavyweight battle, but Eagles just don't look as good, kind of like what you were saying with Kansas City, just Eagles don't look as strong this year as they did in years past. I think Miami's offense is too good, and I think that Miami wins this one. Yeah, I just something just hasn't been right with with the Eagles this year. Well, at least to start the season, they look really good, and then it's just kind of the last few weeks they just look really bad, and I don't see anything changing this week, especially with a very tough team in Miami. And then lastly, Monday night, the Vikings host the Niners. San Francisco just a seven-point favorite in this one. Niners coming off a bad loss uh, last week. Um, Vikings are still trying to fight for something in the division, although I think they're completely out of the division race by now. I think the Niners are going to win this one. Um, you know, Kirk Cousins in the spotlight, he turns it to a pumpkin. So, you know, it, it, he's, he's not going to, he's not going to win this game because he's Kirk Cousins. Um, and you know, the Niners are going to bounce back. They have a really elite level defense and, and their offense can just, you know, do what they've done all season, just dink and dunk on this Vikings defense all day. Yeah, with the Chargers being, you know, have the reputation of choking in big games, Kirk Cousins might have a worse reputation. Like, that man always folds in prime times. So, I mean, 49ers, they got to have a nice comeback. I do think that uh, most of, if not all of their players that were hurt are going to be back this week. I think that they're going to be back on time for recovery. It's a Monday night game, so... I think the 49ers are going to take this one. Yeah, there's just there's just no way. I, I yeah, and I think you're right. I think Kirk Cousins has a bigger uh, problem choking in the spotlight than, uh, um, you know, the, the the Chargers. So, uh, anyways, uh, that wraps up your preview for this weekend's NFL. We're going to get into the uh, into college football now. Um, we're going to save one game for last intentionally because it's going to help us segue into our next segment. But the big game I think everyone's really talking about this week is number three Ohio State is hosting number seven Penn State. OSU is a four-and-a-half-point favorite in this one. Um, I got Penn State in this one. I think their defense is really, really good. They're It's definitely a top-five defense. Um, and OSU's offense just – hasn't there's just something that doesn't look right. Kyle McCord hasn't really been all too fantastic. Uh, a lot, a lot of bad reads on his part. Some bad balls thrown. Um, their run game hasn't really been all too effective, and their defense blows. So I'm taking Penn State. I know their offense isn't that great, but Ohio State's defense isn't that great either. Yeah, I'm going with uh, Penn State as well. I think though. Man, this one, I think it's I think it's a lot closer than I think you think the game will be. I think you uh, think Penn State's for sure going to uh, run away with the game at some point. But 
I think, man, this might come down to the last possession or uh, a field goal or something like that, man. I think that this game is uh, tight all the way through. Um, I could definitely see Ohio State winning. The, um, they're one of those teams that seem to get lucky and win uh, last minute, like usual, like an Alabama-type team. So definitely could happen, but – I think I'm gonna I'm gonna roll with Penn State, man. Hopefully they can ride the momentum that they've been carrying all season. Yeah, I, I think you know I I think this will be a close game. I, I never said I don't think you know Penn State will run away with it, but I think you'll you will see like Penn State by like ten, maybe maybe a little bit less than that. But I think I think at the bare minimum Penn State by a touchdown. Uh, Oklahoma hosts UCF. Oklahoma's a seventeen and a half point favorite. Uh, they're they're six and zero. They beat Texas, who's still back, by the way. Um, and and UCF is is trash, man. I'm gonna go with Oklahoma in this one. I think that's a pretty easy pick. Yeah, it's an easy pick. I mean, UCF is not being Oklahoma, so no. And I just said that Oklahoma was probably gonna lose now, but right. <laughs> yeah, um, I don't think there's any chance that Oklahoma loses this game. No, there's there's just no way UCF blows, man. I, I've watched some of their games. They just they just they just suck. Uh, Navy hosts number twenty two Air Force. They finally got into the rankings. We discussed this a little bit on Tuesday's episode. Air Force is favored by ten and a half in this one. And look, I gotta agree. Air Force has just been rolling through everyone this year, no problem. Um, They've been I'm obviously, you know, the Mountain West conference isn't that strong, but they've been rolling through their opponents, uh, which is pretty hard to do um at, at any conference level. Uh but yeah, I got Air Force in this one. Navy just isn't really that good. So yeah, go Air Force. <laughs> yeah, uh, Air Force man, uh, I'm pre- aren't they ranked now? Yeah, they're they're number twenty two now. Yeah, so I mean they definitely have performed a lot better than I thought they would. Uh, I'm going to take them as well over Navy. I mean, they've just been playing better. They've dominated the games they needed to, and they just, <laughs> they've done what they needed to do. So I'm going to take them. Yeah, they're they're undefeated. Navy's 3-3. Three and three. You know, I, I love these military bowl games because they're always just fun to watch. Uh, but, yeah, no, I think Air Force definitely wins this one. Number nine, Oregon hosts uh, Washington State. Oregon's favored by 12. 20 in this one. Um, I'm, I'm going to roll with Oregon. I don't think they cover, though. Uh, their defense isn't that great. It's it's a lot better than Washington State's. Um, but Washington State's offense is really good still. But, you know, Oregon's offense is also really good. And home bow Knicks is a lot better than a road bow Knicks. Uh, so, yeah, I think Oregon wins this one probably by about two scores at the very most. I don't think they're going to hit that 20-point uh, spread. Yeah, I think that uh, Washington State, I mean, they got to bounce back after that embarrassing performance against Arizona. Um, so I think they will cover, but I do think Oregon is going to um, handle this one. I think that they'll probably win by two touchdowns, and Bo Nix will have a, you know a better performance here at home. Um, but yeah. Number 11, Bama hosts number 17, Tennessee. Bama favored by nine and a half. Look, you, you, you and I are both big Bama haters, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like, we absolutely hate Bama. But, look, I can't see Tennessee winning this one. They're, 
they they have to run the ball because Joe Milton is just that bad. He's got a cannon that you know he 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 tries to you know throw the receiver at the numbers and he puts it like at the hash. He's just so inaccurate. They have to run the ball, and Bama's pretty good against the run. Uh, yeah, I think Bama wins this one. I don't know if they cover it. I think it's going to be a close game. But, man, Tennessee just – they have very, very bad quarterback play this year. So, I think Bama's going to win this. Yeah, I, I want to go with Tennessee, man. But I just – I really haven't heard much en- enough about, like, them being on upset alert for this game to really beat Bama. So, Bama's probably going to end up winning. But I would love to see Tennessee do it, man. All right, like, like – my heart tells me to pick Tennessee because fuck Bama, but my brain says there's just no way. Yeah, didn't they beat Bama when they had Henning Hooker on the team? Uh, yeah, I think they did. Uh, I'd have yeah. to go back and look, but I'm pretty sure they did. Um, but yeah, I, I just yeah look, look. The heart says Tennessee, the brain says Bama. So yeah, I think Bama wins this one. Uh, number twenty, Missouri hosts South Carolina. They are favored by seven and a half. Uh, look, Spencer Rattler's dog ass. Uh, Missouri's defense is really good. Their offense has been very productive as well. Uh, yeah, I'm rolling with Missouri in this one. South Carolina's just fucking horrible, man. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm going to go with Missouri as well. South Carolina hasn't done much of anything. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, number 23, Tulane hosts North Texas. Tulane's a 20-point favorite in this one. Now, I don't know a whole lot about North Texas. I do know Tulane's offense is really good, uh, especially for a group of five school. They could they could actually kind of compete with some of these uh, these power five schools. Um, you know, their, their defense has a couple question marks on it. But, you know, Tulane, I think they're going to roll through North Texas here. I mean, I don't know much about North about North Texas at all, but I know Tulane's pretty good, so I'm gonna I'm just gonna roll with my gut here and, t- and pick Tulane. Uh, they're 20 point favorites. Eh, they they might cover. We'll just have to see. You know, like I said, I don't know much about North Texas, so but I'm gonna pick Tulane for sure to win at least. Yeah, I don't know much at all about North Texas, so I'm gonna go with uh, Tulane as well on this one. Number 24, Iowa hosts Minnesota. Iowa just a three and a half point favorite. In this one, um, look, Iowa's offense blows. Minnesota's offense blows. Iowa's defense is really good. Minnesota's defense, eh, not so much. I think this is going to be like a really, really, really low scoring game. I think we're going to see like a final score of like 10 to 7. This is just, you know, a recipe for something stupidly slow scoring for that. Um, I think I saw like the over-under. It's, it's at 30 and a half. Um I don't even know if it's going to come close to that, man. Yeah, I do think that Iowa will win, but it's like, man, I just see with the offense, it's so horrible. I really can't tell if they're going to put up 10 points or, you know, uh, doubt they put up anything above 25. It's like just so bad. But I think Iowa will win. Yeah, I think Iowa wins this, but it's, it's going to be super low scoring. Uh, number eight, Texas is on the road. To Houston, a 23-and-a-half-point favorite in that one. Uh, look, I'm still going to say it. Texas is back, man, despite the loss to Oklahoma. Look, Houston's just not very good. Texas, one of the best teams in the country. I think Texas wins this one very handedly. I mean, yeah, they're a 20-point favorite. Um, I mean, 
easy pick here for Texas. I mean, Quinn Ewers is playing out of his mind this year. He's actually taking football seriously uh, this year in his last year. So, yeah, Texas definitely wins this one. Number 10, North Carolina hosts Virginia. Virginia is just 1-5. They're one of the worst teams at ACC. North Carolina is a 23.5-point favorite in this one. Virginia's horrible against the pass especially. Uh, and, you know, you have Drake May on your team who's basically a, a, a cheat code. Uh, North Carolina wins this one. They definitely cover as well. Virginia's just so bad. I just I just can't see North Carolina not putting up more than 24 over them. Yeah, North Carolina, I mean, Drake May is going to dominate like always. Again, when you're up by over 20 in these spreads for college, it's pretty difficult to lose. I mean, unless there's a really big upset. Gonna go with North Carolina here. Yeah, it is. It is very hard when you're, you know, a, a twenty point dog to lose, but I mean to win. But yeah, it's just no. There, there's just no way Virginia's defense is even gonna come close to stopping Drake May. Uh, Auburn hosts number thirteen Ole Miss. Ole Miss is favored by six and a half in this one. Uh, look, they have a really explosive offense. Maybe, maybe you know, one of the best in the country. Um. Auburn has Peyton Thorne, so that's an automatic loss. So, yeah, Ole Miss is winning this one. Yeah, I got Ole Miss too, man. <laughs> Peyton Thorne, even at Michigan State, wasn't great. <laughs> no, and, and yeah, it just is like Auburn's defense is actually fairly decent, but no, there's just no way they, they beat Ole Miss here. I could see it upset, you know, because maybe their defense steps up against Ole Miss's offense, but their offense is just so, so good that, I don't think Auburn's even going to come close to scoring enough points to uh, to come close to Ole Miss. Number four, Florida State hosts number 16, Duke. Uh, Florida State's a 14.5-point favorite in this one. They've been rolling now after a couple, you know, struggling weeks. Uh, I'm going to take Florida State, though. While Duke has been pretty good and pretty surprising this season, they're, I, I don't think they're at that level yet of Florida State or North Carolina to really be able to compete in this conference. But, you know, unless their head coach gets poached by uh, MSU, spoiler alert, um, I just I just don't think that Duke's going to win this one at all. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to take Florida State. Yeah, I'm going to go Florida State as well. Um, I do think that they're still one of the very top teams in the country, one of the top – um, powerhouses. So, I think that you know, while Duke is ranked and they've had some success beating Clemson this year, uh, I'm taking Florida State. Yeah, look, I look if just to get sidetracked real quick here, I I I would you know if if you're a, an MSU fan, you might want to be looking at Mike Elko, the coach of Duke, and he he might be be your next coach next year. You, we don't know yet, but we'll just have to wait and see uh number 19 lsu hosts a two and four army team lsu is favored by 32 in this one um yeah lsu they're definitely winning this is just not even a debate army's defense blows they 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 try to run the ball they can't do anything on on offense lsu is just gonna absolutely wipe the floor with army yeah they definitely are um lsu one of the top scoring teams for sure in the country, they are easily going to win this one. Yeah, LSU's defense might be kind of ass, but 
it's it's Army's offense is so bad. So yeah, they're they're gonna win no problem. Number eighteen USC hosts number fourteen Utah. USC is a seven point favorite in this one. USC coming off a loss, a really bad loss to Notre Dame. Um, you know, last week it it was um not a very good performance at all uh, from Caleb Williams. Uh, possibly a, a, a ending his Heisman bid game, but I don't think that's necessarily true. Uh, I'm going to take Utah to upset USC, though. USC's defense blows, um, and, and Utah's offense is pretty good. Their defense is really good. Uh, I think Utah will win this one, though. I think that this is one of the closest games this week. I think it's another uh, high-scoring game. Um, but I, I think I'm going to go with you as well. I think Utah, I just, I can't trust that USC defense. Caleb Williams, I do, I do think will bounce back though and have a solid game. Um, it's going to be a good one though. I, I, I will go with Utah too in the upset. Utah's very physical on both sides of the ball. USC's defense is allergic to tackling, uh, so, yeah, I, I just – I don't see a way USC wins this one. I think it's going to be a close, high-scoring game. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's – I think I think it will come down to the wire. I don't think Utah will cover that seven-and-a-half – or that seven-point spread, but I do think they, they will win at least. Uh, number five, Washington hosts Arizona State. Obviously, Washington coming off a big emotional high of winning uh, over Oregon last week. Um they're a 26-and-a-half-point favorite. Um, I, I heard some rumblings that this is upset alert from Arizona State. I don't think that's anything, you know, To I don't think that's any true. You know, I know Washington's coming off one of those very, you know, big emotional wins, which in college football can get you in a trap. But against a really, really bad team, I don't think it, it gets you into that trap. So I'm taking Washington in this one, and they definitely cover. Yeah, um, Washington for sure. I don't see Arizona State upset anyone. So Washington's one of my top teams right now. I, I love their team and what they do each and every week. So Washington's going to win this one. Yeah, their their offense is so good. I think Michael Penix is probably the best quarterback in the country right now. Arizona State's defense is trash. So, yeah, the, the, I know the emotional high stuff in college football can get you – you know, mixed up the week after, but I, there's just no way. Uh, Stanford hosts number 25 UCLA. UCLA is a 17-point favorite in this one. Stanford coming off a really big win against Colorado, upset win after being down 29 to nothing um, at halftime. Uh, UCLA was, is going to win this one. I know they had a really bad game last week. Dante Moore played very, very bad, but... I think UCLA is going to bounce back. Stanford still blows. I know they beat Colorado, who allegedly is a good team, but I don't see that. Um, But, yeah, I think UCLA is definitely going to win this one. Yeah, I mean, Stanford, while having that big uh, upset win last week, UCLA isn't Colorado. They're not going to choke a big lead. Uh, UCLA is going to win this one. Yeah, there's just no way, man. I think UCLA is just – definitely looking to bounce back after last week and uh you know while Stanford you know had the good win last week I I, they're just not a competitive team at all and lastly the Paul Bunyan trophy Michigan State hosts number two Michigan 
Michigan's a 24-point favorite in this one. Um, yeah, look, Michigan's going to knock Michigan State out. I mean, this is a really bad Michigan State team. Michigan, obviously one of the best teams in the country on both sides of the ball. Um, although we we might have different reasons for for that now, considering what came out today with Michigan. But Michigan definitely is going to win this game. I know Michigan State plays them hard. This is basically like the natty for Michigan State this year. They got nothing to lose. This is going to be a very, very gritty game, but I think Michigan blows the doors off Michigan State. Yeah, everyone going to this game, man, is just going to get plastered drunk and just no one's going for the game this year. Like, everyone knows Michigan's going to win this one. I do hope Michigan State doesn't get blown out, like, by 40. Hopefully they at least make it somewhat respectable. Lose with some pride. I mean, come on, Michigan State. At least lose by two touchdowns or something. Um, but yeah, like you said, man, this is like the big game of the year for them. Rivalry games are, I mean, nothing is uh, put past rivalry games, no matter how bad one team is um, in college football. Those games always seem to be closer than everyone thinks. So I, I, I don't know how confident I feel about Michigan State to cover, but um, – you know, I'm hoping they can. Look, I look, I I I'm a Michigan fan, so I'm a, I'm a little biased here. I'm trying not to be, but I think Michigan's just gonna rip your guys' head off, man. There, I just there's there's just no way. Michigan State's defense is so bad. Their offensive line is Matt caliber. Everything for Michigan is gonna go its way this week this weekend. I mean, there's just yeah, Michigan State's defense cannot stop this offense and. Likewise, Michigan State's offense, I don't even know if they're going to get anything past a, a three and out because their offense is just so bad. But on to what came out today with Michigan. Michigan has been uh, accused of stealing signs, uh, you know, by visiting uh, future opponents and, and video uh, recording uh, team signs, team signals. Which isn't, it's not illegal to steal signals, but the way they're doing it is, or allegedly doing it is, um, look, it's just one of those things where I see a lot of Michigan's fans' reactions, and they're acting like children. They, they really are acting like children. Um, they're, 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 they're trying to, you know, point out that other teams cheat. Oh, other teams do it too. Okay, no, first of all, if other teams were doing this, this would have came out years ago with another team doing it. This is the first time any team has done this or a, a, alleged to have done it, right? It's just, can we just grow up as Michigan fans? Like, Jim Harbaugh is not a saint. Why are we trying to act like everything that this man uh, is accused of doing is false? Why why, why can't we just grow up, be adults, and be like, okay, yeah, our, our coach cheated, so what? It, it's 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 not like you know the end of the world. I just I don't I don't get it, man. I just I don't know, man. This is this is just uh, ridiculous from uh, from what I've seen from the from the the fan base of Michigan, and and I'm a Michigan fan. I'm look, I I know that other coaches cheat, but here's the thing: is that we got caught cheating. We need to at least own up to it. Stop trying to blame other teams. Saying, "Oh, look, this team cheated. Oh, this team cheated." I don't care. They they haven't been caught doing it, so it is what it is. And and it goes back too, because like 
you know, the, Jim Harbaugh was already under uh, investigation uh, this summer. He still technically is about uh, having, you know, recruits on campus during a COVID dead period. Not allowed to have recruits on campus. And Michigan fans were like, oh, it was just a cheeseburger. It's just a cheeseburger. Fuck that. That's that's not, you know, it's not relevant. You had recruits on campus when we when when you're not supposed to. Like, why do we always try to change the narrative of what it was? Like, I, I just, I don't get it with with some of these Michigan fans, man. Like, but what's your thoughts on, on what came out today? Yeah, so I honestly didn't really hear much on this story. But I'm, uh, I wouldn't say, like, shocked. But like you said, how you think that how this sort of came up already if another team had done it. I mean, teams all the time are trying to get a leg up doing something, man. So whether it's stealing signs or, you know, the whole deflate gate situation with the Patriots a few years ago, I feel like teams are always trying to find a way to get as much of an advantage as they can. Even like you said with Harbaugh taking recruits on campus and um that was a big problem um in college basketball too with recruits and them being influenced and paid. Uh, before NIL was a thing, uh, to come to certain schools by coaches. So it's definitely a tough situation um, to see Michigan in a predicament like this. Um, Hopefully this doesn't affect their reputation moving forward because, I mean, you know, this comes out as a big scandal. This could affect their recruiting for the future here. So we'll have to see how everything kind of plays out with it. Yeah, I, I think, you know, there's going to be a lot of fallout from this, no matter what. Um, but I just I, I just don't understand why we always got to change the narrative. Like, like we got caught cheating. It, it's it's not the end of the world, you know. We, we can't just pretend like, like oh, well, you know, well, this team cheated. Well, I, I don't care. We, we got caught cheating, so we should, you know, own up to it. Look. At the very worst, they're just gonna do what they did with Auburn with uh, with Cam Newton, and they're just gonna vacate. You know, if Michigan even wins the national championship, they're just probably just gonna vacate it. Uh, you know, like like it doesn't do any of the other teams any any favors if they do that. You know, we still have the memories that that you know, hey, we we won the Natty, but you know, it. it I just are the fan reaction has just been been terrible and it's like it's like you guys would not be acting this way is if if it was you know uh if this was news coming out of columbus or east lansing or or from penn state you know it 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 would not be the same reaction from from these michigan fans they'd they'd be calling for these these coaches to get fired and and all this shit so it's just like why are why do we gotta you know try to change the narrative of what happened like can't we just accept like jim harbaugh is not a you know, is not a good person. I mean, he's really not. He's done a lot of bad things at Michigan. Uh, you know, hiring a racist without a background check, ha- having a uh, you know recruits on campus when they're not supposed to be on campus. Now this, you had you know one of your assistant coaches, you know, you know logging into you know students' computers and sh- and shit. So it's just like. And, and we try to cover it up every single time. It's just like it's it's kind of ridiculous how how we try to brush all this stuff under the rug as fans. And, and I'm calling out all the Michigan fans to 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 change how they think on, on these things because it's really just embarrassing that we can't accept 
that Jim Harbaugh is not really a good person. And to be honest with you, really no good college coach. And any of the good college coaches aren't good people. Let's just no. let's just leave it at that for you know. So so quit trying to act like Jim Harbaugh is a saint because he's not. Just you know, accept that he cheated. And you know, if we win the natty, it doesn't matter, right? I just want to win as Michigan. I don't care if we cheat, if as long as we win the natty. And and I'm sure every single fan from any of the fan base, if you if you told them like if 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 your coach cheated but you won the natty, would you care? Pretty sure most of them would say no, man. Yeah, man. No one's gonna care, and unless it's like a scandal like Houston Astros or something like that. Like, I mean, uh, they'll be all right. I mean, like we were saying, like you said about uh, Columbus, where it came out of Penn State. Like the whole fucking Jerry Sandusky fucking shit, man. I mean, people remember that, but like that still isn't haunting over Penn State to this day. I mean, like. I think people have kind of gotten over that, but that was a huge scandal too when that came out. Right, and and that's the thing is like is like all these fan, all these Michigan fans that are that are crying and being like, oh well, they're 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 conspiring against Harbaugh. They want him. They want him gone. Blah blah blah. It's like, well, yeah, Harbaugh's given them every reason to want to to have uh you know to to suspend him from uh from coaching college football. He's given them so many reasons, oh, oh just over the last year. And, and it's just like, you know, if if this was any other program, these fans would be would be wanting the other wanting that coach's head on a stick. It's it's just ridiculous to me, man. And and really, I'm calling out every Michigan fan who's like this, who who's who's crying. He's like he's like, oh no, Jim Harbaugh's a saint. He can't do anything wrong. Like, grow up, be an adult, have a conversation, and accept the truth. Mm-hmm. It, it's just. I don't know, man. It's it's ridiculous, but that's that's enough on that. We'll see what comes of it. Uh, you know, obviously the Big Ten warned Michigan State uh, today, saying, "Hey, Michigan might know what plays you're calling before you even call them." Uh, you know, things like that. You know, a bunch of teams compiled, I guess, a bunch of evidence, including teams that they they that allegedly did it last year. There's some stuff that uh, Rutgers head coach said during a halftime interview, basically saying something's not right out there. Um, so, so there's a lot of things that, that point to Michigan being very guilty in this. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know. We don't know if anything's truthful at all. It could be a big distraction for all we know, but it's all apparently teams that Michigan's already played uh, that submitted all this evidence to the NCAA, and Michigan's allegedly supposed to receive that either this week or next week uh, to know, you know, hey, this is the evidence we have against you, all that. But the other question I have for you about this is, is just like, like Michigan's good enough to not even need to do this. Why would they do this against like an East Carolina who was, who's part of, the, who's one of the schools that that is alleging that Michigan did this? And, and Rutgers is another one who we all think, at least, is is do, like, do you really think that Michigan is good enough to have not have even needed to do this? And and like, I just I don't even know how to how to phrase this question to you, but it's just like, why would Michigan even bother trying to do this against this very very soft schedule? Yeah, I mean, I guess it kind of just goes back to the idea that if you can do it and not get caught, I mean. You're just going to keep doing it. I mean, it's like if you were taking a test at school and you cheated and you get away with it. I mean, even if you know, say, a subject better than the other 
subject that you were doing. I mean, if you got away with it before, you're going to keep doing it. Um, I guess maybe in that context, they thought that, you know, no matter what, even in like these easy games, they'll still have an advantage or, you know, that why change something up game to game? Maybe then they'll, they'll catch on to something. If we just keep doing the same thing, maybe nothing will, will happen. So I guess that's the only thing I can really think of why they were doing it against such bad teams. Yeah, it's possible, but I, I just don't know, man. But you know, you kind of go back because uh, apparently it's uh, one of the schools that have reported this against Michigan is a team that they played last year. We don't know who, but part of me thinks it's Ohio State because, look, it, it was almost like if you watched last year's the game, it, it was almost like Michigan had like the perfect play for whatever Ohio State was doing on both sides of the ball. Um, mm-hmm. And, and it looks like, you know, they've been doing that a lot this year, despite not playing that well in the first four games of the season. Um, so, so part of me, part of me kind of, you know, is putting things together. It's kind of a tinfoil hat moment for me still, but because we, we don't know what's true or not, but it, it's, it kind of just makes you think, man. Um, so yeah, uh, that kind of wraps up that subject. We'll there'll be more on this, I'm sure, in in upcoming episodes. But for now, we're just gonna kind of leave it as that. Uh, I just want to touch on something though in the NHL, man. Um, there's been a lot of penalty shots taken already uh, this year. Um, in the first week, um, well, I guess eight days of uh, of NHL regular season, we've had eight penalty shots taken so far and my, my and Andrew Kopp for the, for the Detroit Red Wings in two games in a row has had two penalty shots or one penalty shot in each game um my 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 thing is though is that usually you don't see a penalty shot on things uh if if the player was able to get a shot off um usually if if the penalty happens before the, the player even takes a shot then you get the penalty shot. But, uh, you know, a lot of these penalty shots have been t- uh, have been t- uh, played so far. We, we've had eight so far this year. At this time last year, just a week into the season, we only had three. Um, yeah. I don't know if this is going to keep up. I don't know if the NHL is kind of putting pressure on the refs to, to have more penalty shots. Uh, I don't know if this is going to keep up, though, because I know goalies really hate penalty shots but it's it's, I kind of wondered man it's just like is the NHL trying to get more penalty shots in the game or are they just trying to you know police these penalties on uh on these on these defensive plays where you know guys are getting tripped up on breakaways or whatever um I, I, I'm almost wondering if they're, they're just trying to enforce it, but they're not enforcing it the right way, uh, especially because guys are getting shots off too on these shots. So they shouldn't be penalty shots. They should just be a power play. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm just – I don't know. I don't know you don't keep up a whole lot with the NHL, but I, I, I wonder, do you, do you have any, like, thoughts on that? Yeah, I'm just kind of curious uh, how it's going to play out the rest of the season. I mean, maybe it's just – an odd tee that it just happened so early on. Maybe it'll start calming down. Um, maybe they'll take a look into some of the things that are going on. But yeah. Um, 
we'll see, I guess, just how they want to deal with it moving forward. And, and and just for context, you know, like at this point last year, we obviously had three. The longest stretch in any seven-day period of penalty shots last year was five games in a, in a seven-day period. Or, or, or five five different penalty shots that we had in a seven in any given seven-day uh, period. Uh, so it, at the rate the NHL has given out these penalty shots so far, I mean, we're, we're set to have, you know, well, well over 200 penalty shots taken at at the end of the year, which would be insane. Um, but yeah, I I just don't know if this is gonna last. I I wonder if things are if the NHL is trying to just police things a little differently. But at least so far, it seems consistent with uh with the refing, which was a big problem last year. So uh, yeah, that that's all I really want to touch on the NHL so far. Uh, with that, but I know we got some baseball to talk about, so I'm going to let you take over. Yeah, so, I mean, MLB playoffs, man, have been electric so far, especially in the ALCS and the NLCS. Uh, A lot of big things to talk about here. So we have the Battle of Texas here with uh, Texas Rangers and Houston Astros, and Texas went up 2-0 to start the series. Houston just won uh, last night, and they're playing right now currently as well. Um, so the Astros are up 3-1 to one right now, so we'll see if they can tie it up. But, man, Texas, like I said at the start with the playoffs, was like Texas was a dark horse, man. I thought that they had a really good team. Corey Seager, uh, Marcus Semien, they have a lot of good hitters. Jordan Montgomery for pitching has stood out a lot. Um, Scherzer coming back as well, so... I think that uh, Texas is really great. I mean, what do you think about the ALCS? Do you think that Texas is going to win it? I, I like it, it's bottom of the second, so anything can happen right now with the Rangers. I know they're down three one. I, I would like to see the Rangers win this. I'm tired of the Astros winning, man. Uh, I'm I'm pretty sure most people are. Um, but you you know, the Rangers have been playing a lot of good ball lately. Obviously, the last game they didn't really look all too good. Um, but I think this series is still going to go, go all seven games. There's just, I, I I just, I think it's going to be very close. I think Texas though, will pull it out. Uh, but so far, man, it has been a very good battle between these two teams. Um, you know, the, the, the Rangers, uh, pitching has been pretty solid so far. Um, obviously yeah, Marcus Semien, he's been really good. In the, just the entire playoffs, and same with Corey Seager, mm-hmm. um, you know. But but Houston has some dogs, man, um, and they've been playing some really good baseball. Um, well, actually, today and then they're the, in the last game, they were playing some pretty good baseball. Uh, the rest of the series, uh, the earlier games of the series, not so much. Uh, but they've they've taken a big step forward in in the last game. Uh, or so, but you know, I I I want to uh, mention the NLCS here. Um, is is coming into today? Arizona was you know backs against the wall, and they ended up beating Philly two to one. Um, I I wanted to touch on that because you know the Diamondbacks were a really good story. I had Philly winning this this series. Um, I didn't think it'd be a blowout and or a sweep at least. Uh. But, you know, Philly has looked really good. 
but Arizona, you know, back against the wall. They're down 2-0 in the series with a very nice win today. Um, I think uh, who started uh, pitching for Arizona? I think it was uh, uh, today. It yeah, was, um... yeah, it was Fad. Yep. So yeah, he 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 played a pretty good game uh, today. Uh, so so you know, very very solid game from Arizona today. You know, in a back against the wall situation. Uh, just want to get your thoughts on that game today. Yeah, so um, Arizona man definitely came back. Tel Marte, big game. He had the walk-off hit. He had three hits on the game, so he definitely uh, carried a lot of that offense. So, uh, But speaking about offense, man, the Phillies, I mean, I know they didn't do much today, but, man, that offense has been rolling all, uh, all, play, all of the playoffs, man, all postseason. Uh, all of the hitters have been just – Hitting tons of home runs. Castellanos, runs. man. Castellanos had he had back to back multiple home run games in the postseason. The Phillies, um, I think, were like um, one of the top teams for home runs in the postseason. And you know, the postseason there's still a lot more games left already, so. They have a lot of explosive fire on offense, and Zach Wheeler and Aaron Nola have been great for them. But um, the Diamondbacks today, man, they they pulled it out. Um, I, I think that this one has a potential of possibly going seven as well, maybe six. I do think Philadelphia is going to win this series, but it is a great story for Arizona, man. They were horrible last year, and this year they've pretty much turned the whole team around. Corbin Corbin Carroll is uh, for sure runaway NL Rookie of the Year. They got a lot of good pieces that have been playing well, and I think that they uh, they might be the new team in the NLS, man, the, with the Dodgers just choking every year. Diamondbacks might be that new team to watch in that division. Yeah, they, they might be, especially if they keep playing the way they've been playing, um, as a very bad strike was just called uh, against Jace Jung, but it is what it is there. Um but yeah, I mean, I, I think Philly's going to win this series. Um, you know, they have the team to do it. They have a ton of experience, a lot more than than what the Diamondbacks have. A very young team. Phillies have 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 a team loaded with veterans who've been there before. So yeah, uh, Diamondbacks with a very nice game today uh, should be interesting and. You know, the Astros-Rangers, man, I really hope Texas wins this one, but uh, I don't know. I think this one definitely goes seven, though, the Battle of Texas. Yeah, I hope so, too, man. It's going to be close. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm picking, you know, a Texas-Philadelphia uh, World Series here, but it'll, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Um, obviously, there's there's a lot going on still. Um I have a lot more baseball to go, man. But I think that just wraps up everything uh, that we had for today, man. You got anything else you would like to add? Um, yeah, so I guess for next week, um, me and Andrew have kind of talked about uh, since we have something kind of going on and we won't be able to film uh, Thursday's episode here. Um, on Thursday, we're talking about either doing um, – either one big episode on Tuesday or uh, filming uh, two episodes back-to-back on Tuesday here. So 
I guess let us know if you have any uh, strong opinions on that. If you want to see uh, either or, we're definitely still trying to see what would be the best format for that. But yeah, we're still going to be here for the podcast um, in the future here with baseball ramping up, with the World Series coming around and uh, football. We're starting to get to the exciting points, midway points, going to start picking up college football as well. Uh, it's going to be exciting time. Uh, basketball is coming back soon. Hockey's already back. So uh, it's going to be a good time in sports, man. Yeah, and and you know, like you said, you know, we're getting to the to the you know the midpoint of the season. We're coming up to the trade deadline of the NFL, so there's going to be a ton to talk about in uh, uh, next week. Actually, I think is trade deadline might be next week, if I if I remember correctly. This is week seven. No, no, no so not Monday. The Monday after though, uh, trade deadline. Um, that would be uh, that'd be. The day, day day before Halloween, so yeah, uh, lots to talk about there, especially with that trade deadline coming up. Who's your buyers? Who's your sellers? There's going to be a ton to talk about there, uh, leading up to it as well. So yeah, uh, that said, uh, rate, review, subscribe, do all that, help us out, and uh, yeah, we will see you guys on Tuesday.